Boom. Just like that, we're back with another AOA podcast. We got a big one for you on this episode. Lots to talk about, including this missing submarine down there exploring the Titanic. This is particularly crazy for me because I'm coming off the heels of like all these Titanic conspiracy theories coming my way. And then a submarine goes missing, searching for the Titanic. Uh, Joe Rogan is embroiled in some more controversy as there's been a huge Twitter debate that has come up regarding a on-air podcast debate that looks like it's never going to happen between Robert Kennedy Jr. and Dr. Peter Hotez. We'll talk about all of that, recap that for you. Plus, the, uh, the Beatles and Paul McCartney plan on using AI to finish a track that John Lennon started before his death. And they're going to release that this year. Kind of crazy. Fun thing to talk about. Uh, plus, BB Rex gets hit in the head with a phone. We've got some details on Carrie Bradshaw. Taco Bell is releasing some slides, which looks pretty exciting. And Courtney Kardashian is preggers as all hex. That, my friends, when you mix it all together and toss it like a salad, is a podcast. <laughs> Hello to all the beautiful people that are listening and watching, whether you're live or not. We'll start with a very happy birthday to Bird. Happy birthday, Bird. Uh, shout out to Aussie Annie, who was first with that in the live chat. It is Bird's birthday. That is very nice that we're all celebrating Bird's birthday together. Bird, I would sing happy birthday to you if it wasn't for the fact that uh, my singing voice would naturally just drive everybody away from listening to the podcast. Uh, but I hope you're having a great birthday. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're celebrating well. Hope you got the cake that you wanted. And uh, I hope everybody will join me on the live chat and in the not live chat in wishing Bird a very happy birthday. Bird, one of our absolute favorite people here on the old podcast, Rooney. Um, Speaking of favorite people, Cuddles is joining us on this episode. Cuddles. Hello. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I haven't seen you for about four and a half seconds, and uh, it's been devastating. It should be. I miss you greatly. You should. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our good pal, Aaron C.'s new novel called Oval, uh, which is available right now. Link in the description below on this episode. Uh, grab the copy right here. You can get it in the hard copy or you can get it in a Kindle version. Um, it's about a group of children who grow up together, not knowing that they're going to be a part of each other's lives for decades to come. And it tells the story all the way through. It's a true novel. That's what the difference is between a true novel. It's like a real full story. And as you can see here, this is a big boy. That is a full story from Aaron Campanella. Uh, available in stores... Uh, hopefully soon, but right now on the old uh, digital store called Amazon. Link in the description, grab Oval, um, that sponsors uh, this episode and uh, definitely the next bunch of episodes. Again, if you purchase in the month of June and uh, shoot a shot of your receipt, email it on over to us. We'll send you a handwritten note of thanks uh, for supporting the new novel Oval from Aaron Campanella. I still can't believe that we have a friend who is a published author. I know. That's amazing. 
It is kind of amazing since all our other friends are absolute failures. We waste. <laughs> waste of space. <laughs> all right. Uh, there is a missing submarine. This is uh, the biggest, basically the biggest bit of excitement we have in the world right now because uh, this submarine, the Polar, oh, shoot, I forgot the name of it. Uh, well, whatever it is. Well, I'll get the name of it for you in a second. No, wasn't it like Polar Eclipse or Polar something? Yeah, I want to say Polar Plunge, but that Polar Prince, that's it. The Polar, polar Prince. Prince. Okay. Um, has a 96-hour life capacity of its oxygen tanks. And I believe it's been missing and in action for, what would you say? I think it's like 20-something hours, 26 hours. Yeah, but they had 90-something hours more from where they were. Oh, so I thought they, they, had, they have a little bit more. I thought they had like 70 hours. I thought it was mine. Well, anyway, here's, here's the point. Clock is ticking on these people's oxygen who are down there in this submarine, which has gone completely missing, vanished, vamoose. Yep. What I find interesting about this is Hamish Harding, who is a businessman and a billionaire, is on the submarine and his family has confirmed that he is missing. They don't know where Hamish is. Now, this is particularly weird. Oh, perfect. Here we go. Look, our resident conspiracy theorist has just joined us. Oh. Uh, so we'll get Jay Savon here. Oh, okay. Now, here's what's crazy. As just before this thing went missing, Saturday, I'm on the TikTok, as I tend to be known to do. Mm. And I start to see all these conspiracy theories regarding the Titanic itself. Have you heard about any of these? Yes. Have you started any yet. of them? No, not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they started, yes. No, 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 no. Cuddles, have you heard the Titanic conspiracy theories? Uh, No. There, so there were people on the ti- well. There are some really dumb ones, like because there was a Titanic and then they built the Olympi- Olympic or Olympic or whatever. And oh, then yeah. there's dumb ones like the Olympic got damaged, so they swapped the two last minute, and then they sunk the Olympic, which gave them the insurance money, so they didn't have to fix it. There's stupid stuff like that, which I don't really believe. But then <sighs> there's this. <laughs> you okay. Yeah. I woke. I just woke up. Okay. What? Good morning. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I am dead tired. But go ahead. And I There's, just came on here because some other punk bitch didn't get to come on. So I feel like you're talking about Frank because there's no other. This punk oh, bitch is here. Wow, you're good. This punk <laughs> bitch is present. <laughs> um. So where was I now? You killed me here. About the uh, Titanic. Titanic. So, um, J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on the Titanic. And he didn't go on the Titanic, but there were other people in his family who were on the Titanic. And there were some other like, you know, uh, economic business money people, big, big time money people. Was Rockef- it like Carnegie on it? Carnegie, Rockefellers, right? There was some there was some of the big money families. And uh, if anybody knows about this in the live chat, you p- please feel free to correct me at any moment. But anyway, the point is, is they were trying to do something with the Federal Reserve and it was opposed by J.P. Morgan and some other people. And then all of a sudden, the Titanic goes down. And now there's nobody to vote against this move that they wanted to do for the Federal Reserve. So this theory is that the Titanic was sunk 
as a financial move to get some of these people out of the way and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. Ooh. Crazy conspiracy wow. theories that's like circulating around the, the, the internets on the TikToks. And now we have this submarine that has gone missing and there's a billionaire on board. Mm, that's weird. Kind of feels that's- weird. Like yeah, does like who's where is his wife and where are his kids and do they want him dead? Well, they came out right away and said, "Oh, he's on board of the submarine." So they were one of the only family. There's only like five people on there. Okay, so it. Do you know how much it costs to get on this submarine? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand k. I saw that. Just to get a seat on the submarine. So this guy's a billionaire. Obviously, it's easy for him to get a seat. There's only five people on the submarine, I think, who are not crew. Mm. I could never. I could never do this. I, I could. You I'm know, so claustrophobic. I, I, I can't. I can't even shut the door in our shower. <laughs> okay? I cannot. I can't do this. That's why the only- floor is always wet when I go in the bathroom. Yeah, that's why. Shit. <laughs> I can't. Okay, go keep going. Sorry. I just, it's giving me a lot of anxiety. So I would do the summer. Okay. So um, when I went to Aruba over the summer, I remember I met some people and talked to them, you know. Yes. There's actually a really cool submarine trip. And I told them, I was like, I love the water. I'm always in the water when I go to the beach. I love being on a boat. I love fishing. The submarine thing, I'm always worried that, like, it's going to do something to my ears or, you know. And the girl was like, I was scared, too. She's like, I felt nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe, but she said, you ha- if there's one thing you have to do here, you have to do that. Because it's really cool to see all of the fish. Yeah. Now, I have done a glass bottom boat, and that was really cool. But I'm sure, like, actually... Like it's like a cruise, but underwater. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah. No, so not I really. Would, but go ahead. No, um, I I would do that. I would I would after what this woman said. How she's like, it didn't bother me at all. You'll do anything to get away from your kids. So you that will too. do absolutely anything. I have when I went to Aruba, I walked on the the ocean floor. Like you went down steps, and they had like one of those. Oh yeah, yep. those big huge helmet things that they put on top of you. And yeah, no, that I had, I had to stop and go up back. I'm like, get this off me. Oh, but you still did that. I thought that was amazing that you did that. Cause that weirds me out of just walking on the ocean floor with a big, heavy globe on your head. Yeah, no, I, I went down. We walked a couple steps. I was like, nope, I'm done. Done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I did a again when I was back to the Caribbean I did a um, I forget where we were exactly it doesn't matter but we went on a submarine and I felt the same way like you guys did it's like oh this is kind of weird it's claustrophobic it's bizarre but this submarine now again where where this submarine is the Polar Prince there it's a different story they're going way down 
down in the Caribbean, you're only going down a few hundred feet maybe or whatever it is. But this is the greatest submarine I've ever been on because the submarine itself floated. And how oh. it, it went down was it, it had propellers that pointed down. So essentially yeah. the propellers forced the submarine down and the propellers forced the submarine to stay down. So if oh, there was weird. any power outage or anything went wrong with the submarine and it went off, it would just float back to the top. So there was nope. no like feeling of danger. I felt at ease the entire time. I was like, this is great. But I don't like being locked in something. Like, do you remember when we went to Baltimore and we went to the Inner Harbor? And yes. then you go like below deck? Like, even that made me like, I don't like this. I don't want to be down here. And then you go into like the quarters of like the captain's quarters. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going in that room. Like, I don't even care that there's no door. I'm just not going in that room. I don't know how these people do these things. Well, that was rough for sure. But these submarine, it's beautiful to see the the fish and the coral and all the shit that you've never seen take, before. Take a picture for me. <laughs> but I mean, you have no, you wouldn't, the, the desire to get this close to the Titanic is kind of intriguing i mean i would kind of love to see that that's like twelve thousand, isn't it like twelve thousand like feet below sea level or below water it's like 12 it's far fucking down that's mm. far and isn't that water cold it because it's actually canada that it isn't is. like newfound like that's fucking cold canada's cold it's kind of actually weird if you draw a straight line from long island out it, you'll hit it You'll hit where the Titanic is. I'll take your word for it. Save it, Canada. Save Canada. But yes, technically it's close to the coast of Nova Scotia and Newfoundland because it goes kind of, those those bodies of masses go jet out a little bit. Yeah. And now doesn't it, isn't it like harder now? Because if the Coast Guard or the military and like, if they ping in the water, they're going to get debris from the Titanic. So mm. are they, how do they figure out, like, are they stuck? Like, are they stuck to something from the Titanic? You don't know because y you could be getting a ping back from the Titanic itself. So how yeah. do you know? Well, and the, 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 the head of the Coast Guard, uh, Rear Admiral John Morgan, he said that they're, they're listening for sounds right now. Oh. Yeah. That's what they're. Did, that's mainly what they're we, looking for. Did we try to speak to the orcas? Because no. those feisty ass motherfuckers, they are nasty. They look like nice, but they're not. They are very violent. With the whales? The orcas, yeah. Hello. Yeah. They're all up there. So maybe they were just playing catch back and forth with a submarine. You never know. Mm. Mm, could be. Right? Right? I'm telling you. They look nice, but they're not. Uh, the location of the search area is in a remote uh, spot of the ocean and is a challenge, says the U.S. Coast Guard. Um, they're saying the search is approximately 900 miles east of Cape Cod in water Ooh. depth. That's roughly around 13,000 feet. So Cuddles mm -hmm. is right, right there uh, in a remote area that is a challenge to conduct a search. Um, but we are deploying all available assets, said uh, Rear Admiral Mauger, uh, to make sure that we can locate the craft and rescue the people on board. Mm. They yes. have roughly 70 to 96 hours of oxygen left. Oh, shit. Yes. It's, it's getting well, And that's horrible. And I read that this company, that 
submarine that went down is their only submarine that can go down that far. Right. So that is, you know who we need to get? James Cameron. He went down to the Mariana Trench. Get that motherfucker over here. I was going to say we should call, call James him. Cameron. If there's anybody that's going to help us, it's it's fucking it's Avatar. Yeah. yeah. If, if he went down to the Mariana Trench, he, he hit one of his little subs, you know, can go down and find these people. Because that's, that's the only right. way you're going to be able to. I just can't wait. I don't know much about this Hamish Harding other than he's got a fake ass sounding name. And I can't wait to see what kind of weird ass shenanigans this son of a bitch was involved in that now we're going to start the new conspiracy theory of they, they sunk this fucking ship just to kill that guy. Yeah, I'm already what if, writing it. Wait, wait, would you. What what if the conspiracy theory is that he was um, he was friends with one of our favorite supposed yeah. pedophiles? If Hamish Harding was on Epstein's Island, it's fucking over. Yep. This thing is already yep. going to be on fire. Whoop. Yep. Uh, Paul, J-Sabs plus glass bottom boat equals HR nightmare. That's true. <laughs> I would definitely do something. That's true. I feel like because you peed in a glass-framed bathroom, you would pee on a glass bottom boat immediately. Depending on how much I got paid for it. Yeah. There you go. Excellent answer. Uh, Laura's with us. James Cameron went down to the Titanic too. I think he used something similar to what was what was missing. I mean, he used a lot smaller shit in the beginning, but um, this company, Ocean Gate, they're the ones who uh, who run the uh, who run this submarine, which, by the way, disappeared once before. Ooh, okay. It got lost for a few hours during a 2022 trip. Really? Okay. Um, Five-man submarine, blah, 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 blah. Last year with correspondent David Pogue following a trip to the shipwreck site about 370 miles off the coast of Newfoundland um, was featured on a CBS Sunday morning segment. Um, Reacting to the news that the Titan and its crew had gone missing Monday morning, Pogue tweeted that he was on board the same sub when he was filming a story last summer. You may remember he tweeted the Ocean Gate expedition sub to the Titanic got lost a few hours last summer, too, when I was aboard. During the segment, Pogue narrated the submarine had lost communication with the ship guiding its movement underwater, ruining the trip for some tourists who paid $250,000 to join. There's no GPS underwater, so the surface ship is supposed to guide the sub to the shipwreck by sending text messages. But on this dive, communication somehow broke down. The sub never found the wreck. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Oops. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a dangerous thing to be a part of. But now you got five people down there that are like, That's just probably good. screaming at her, like, stop breathing so deeply. Light breaths. And I would be doing it. I know my wife would be yelling. You would be yelling. You'd be like, why are you breathing so hard? We only have 96 hours of oxygen left. You selfish son of a bitch. Right. I feel like she I says mean, that what? now with our air conditioning. Oh, well. Mm. I get mad when you breathe in general. Thanks. Uh, it's listen. It's a miracle I'm even alive right now. I, doctors are amazed that I'm fighting through what some would call an allergy uh, cold. So, a man. Oh, cold. you're sick. You have a. You're sick right now. I'm dying. I feel like my face is about to fucking explode. Oh, so this is only going to be like another eight minutes. Probably, <laughs> but I'm fighting through it. Your words said the same thing to you. Your words. Your wife said the same thing to you last night. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, she'd be lucky eight to minutes. get it. Eight minutes. Right. <laughs> that's 
that's weekend sex you're talking about there. Right. <laughs> um, Joe Rogan is in it again. Uh, he recently had Robert Kennedy Jr. on. I don't even know if they discussed vaccinations at all. I, I haven't seen it yet. I only saw one clip of Robert Kennedy Jr. talking about the Kennedy assassination and the military industrial complex, which I found to be interesting, which is not a new idea. Anybody who ever studied John F. Kennedy knows that he did go toe-to-toe with his own um, generals uh, over Cuba, and they were trying to suck him into a war and uh, all the rest of it. That's pretty historically known that he fought them uh, and wouldn't go in on uh, Vietnam, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So that I found to be an interesting clip, and, and people are getting a kick out of Robert Kennedy Jr., but Robert Kennedy Jr. has spoken out against the COVID vaccine in the past. Um, bye. Just saying goodbye to the ad money for this episode. Bye. Um, and um, it spurred uh, Dr. Peter Hotez to respond and tweet an article from Vice about, you know, the vaccine and blah, blah, blah. And so they got into this public debate on Twitter. They got into this argument. Peter Hotez, who has been on Joe Rogan's podcast in the past and Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was like, well, why don't you come on the podcast and debate Robert Kennedy Jr. To which uh, in a series of tweets, the doctor basically doesn't want any part of. And he agreed to come on Joe's uh, episode to come on Joe's podcast again, but won't do it to debate uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, what's fascinating about this, too, is the pile on after the fact like these two are going at it on twitter publicly elon musk gets involved mark cuban gets involved and suddenly you have this like massive pile on of everybody lining up on their side to argue this point which i would honestly say at this point does anybody want to even talk about the vaccination anymore i mean that time oh i do let's go (laughs) I, i know that was coming I feel like that time is so past us. It was a crazy weird time. It doesn't make a difference anymore. We should just move on. Well, I I want maybe not to you. I want to say this. There was a girl yesterday who I think it was like some Long Island moms group and she said my and she was anonymous of course and she's like my boss owns her own business and two years ago she wanted me to get vaccinated but on my way to get vaccinated i found out that i had covid so i didn't get the vaccination and now she keeps bugging me to get it so i was like oh hold on oh here she goes stretch the fingers and I was like, yeah i was like i was like first off you should not have to get the vaccine that's number one number two covid's fucking over mm-hmm. okay it's over and it has been over and also does she not know that the COVID, that the vaccine, you could still get it and you could still get it bad and you could still die if you get the vaccine. So stop already. Okay. There goes the ad money. <laughs> Any shot just, just went out the window. <laughs> um, so, I, I agree that we shouldn't be in part like at the time <laughs> I, I was uh, on board with it. Good. I felt that it was necessary for us to move on when we were in the thick of a pandemic. Now that it's been declared over by every possible entity, who, by the way, declared it 
declared its end way after the fact it was really truly over right um you know it, there's no reason for that kind of talk to to still go on and i don't even think and by the way again all right so if i'm uh i don't know a lot about robert kennedy cuddles and i were just talking about this guy ahead of time other than the fact that he's getting a lot of heat meaning people are starting to catch on to him as a democratic hopeful for uh president i I want to uh, watch that because I saw it too. That I'm like, oh, I want to watch this episode of this uh, podcast. So we'll see. Of Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. the Rogan episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would love to. I would love to watch it too. Um, I, I'm a fan of Joe's. Always have been. I think he does a a, a decent job, a really, really good job. But Robert Kennedy. My point is that besides Joe Rogan, Robert Kennedy is popping up in a lot of places where people are starting to pay attention to him and. Mm-hmm starting to really kind of try and put him into the mix of running for president on the democratic side. Now, full disclosure, the Democrat, the democratic party controls who they nominate. They are under no obligation as Cuddles and I were talking about before this, they're under no obligation to have a primary. Uh, So they're going to give it the nod to Biden. And that's just going to be the end of it. Robert is not going to run. When are we going to put, age limits if you can get your fucking social security and go- get aarp you should not be able to run this country that poor man put him out to pasture it's done he's over goodbye enjoy he, he enjoy your grandchildren enjoy your retirement he's got to go i think keeping him they're being so mean it is so me because he just gets abused day in and day out and i i i can't i can't fathom it i can't i can't mm. this is frustrating this is really mm. frustrating bird but how does cuddles feel about it i don't know she got pretty pretty far i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you how i feel okay Whoa. um so anyway, so that's that's the long and short of it as far as Kennedy running for president this time around. It doesn't mean that he won't be uh, putting himself in the mix for 2028, which I think he's trying to do. Um, but anyway, I don't really know much about Robert Kennedy Jr. and his stance on on the vaccine. Uh, as Robin says here, he's been an anti-vaxxer way before COVID. I did also read somewhere that his kids were uh, vaccinated maybe or something that he believes in vaccines, but not this one. I don't know. It's crazy. I also don't want to fall into this debate over this particular vaccine because I don't give a shit anymore, nor should I think anybody because it's it's over. It's passed. Um, Yeah, the damage is done. People lost jobs. People did this. People did it, it just the damage is already done. So who cares now? Just move on. Um. But for for Kennedy Jr., uh, like, but here's the point. Not that I care about the subject matter so much, but I don't know why doctors are afraid to get in there and mix it up with people. You know, if they believe in their science so much, which I believe they do, and I also believe in science and facts, which science can change, which we said a lot during the pandemic too, which it did. The more we learn, the more things were going to change. Um, which also made me upset that people didn't get along. Like, as we learn more, like from the beginning, we were like, we're going to learn more about this and we're going to grow and learn and things are going to change. People get really mad at that. I don't know why that is. People, like things that were said in the beginning weren't said in the middle. By the end of it, by after two years, we knew so much more. 
people were really mad that things changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but that's going to happen. But anyway, here's my point. I don't know why this Dr. Peter Hotez wouldn't just go on and debate this guy. Yeah. Because you know, if he has the science behind him, go and do it. Now, somebody said to me, which stuck with me, and I'm curious to get everybody's opinion on this, that the doctor can't win. That when you come to the table with somebody like Robert Kennedy Jr., all you can do is elevate Robert Kennedy Jr. And you can't win your scientific or uh, scholar is a bad word. You can't win the, the scholastic argument with somebody like Robert Kennedy Jr. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what somebody said. And I find that to be particularly interesting. Now, here's the other wrinkle. And this is where Joe Rogan gets a lot of flack because I saw the, I, I saw this clip where Joe Rogan talked about there's no money in what Robert Kennedy Jr. says, but there's money in what these doctors say because there's money in, in medicines and vaccines and blah, blah, blah. And so, which is not necessarily false. I don't know if it applies to this argument, but it's obviously true that when you're dealing with science and medicine you're dealing with profit. Yeah, that's why they have patents on all this stuff. And to further complicate this issue, you're talking about your traditional media of CBS, ABC, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, blah, 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 so on and so forth, who openly take money from Pfizer and all these huge pharmaceutical companies versus the Joe Rogans, the Hills, the Wires, all podcasts who don't and have nothing to lose and can run whatever report they want or talk about whatever subject they want without any sort of repercussion. But is it irresponsible to be putting this sort of information out there when you could be costing people their lives? You could make the argument that was the case this time around, but even if you want to ignore COVID, what about the next time around? Because I think something that we learned through COVID is you're going to have people who have differing opinions no matter what, who are just never going to change their mind, no matter what sort of argument you present to them. I, 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 well, I was just going to say, look at Frank and Janine. Like it was hard for the people who said to get vaccinated to not admit that it also gets transmitted, even though you were vaccinated. And it was hard for people like Janine that never wanted to get it to be like, Oh, okay. There is, there is some advantage to getting this so that people won't die who would have normally probably died had they not been, you know, helped out with these antibodies. Mm. I think that's a hard, that's a hard um, thought process because I never said from the beginning, I'm definitely not getting it. That's what I heard. Oh, really? I heard you say, fuck that pussy shit. That's what I remember. I don't know. It was a long time <laughs> oh, ago. God. Um, but then the more I researched and not just on CNN, <laughs> I was like, um, like the thing is like, I know if people, if you're still gonna, if you're still gonna get it, even if you, even if, okay, say, say you get the vaccine, right. And you're still, and you could still get COVID. And as we saw, so many people still got COVID after they got the vaccine. 
there's there was not enough data to represent how each person's body was going to handle it differently. For example, someone else was on this podcast right now. They got COVID and they were vaccinated and they were way worse than I was when, and I got it. So if this person transferred it to someone else versus me transferring it to someone else, how would that, how would, how is it a hundred percent sure that if they transferred it, it would be uh, less fatal to the person if I, that if I transferred it, there's no way to pinpoint every specific person because everybody's body is so different, you know? Did that just confuse you? <laughs> no, no. Not at all. I was letting you make your point. You know what I'm saying? I hear now what you're saying? saying. But even putting putting that aside, putting COVID aside for a second, like the next time around when it's the fungus that's getting us, like in the last the, the last of us, um, I worry. You know, I worry that although Joe makes a good point about there's profit in medicine. There is. I wish there wasn't, but there is. Um, I feel like we're going to have people that are going to just ignore science when we're going to really need it. Like, granted, a lot of people died during COVID and it was bad, but I mean, it could have been far worse, right? And we could be facing something that's far worse. And I just worry that the next time around, we're going to have all these people that are like, well, you can't believe in these doctors. They're just here to make money coming through with the same arguments. And, and the next time a lot more people are going to fucking die because of it. Like, it does make me sad. I'm looking in the chat and like, again, although I feel like Rogan's point is very valid. um, He's also not a doctor. He's not a scientist. And we have to rely on science to get us through shit. We have in the past, it feels like more so now there's so much distrust in establishments, whether it's government or media, that we just throw caution to the wind when we've all been raised to believe in science. It's true, but okay. So even even doctors take educated guesses. Well, mm-hmm. that's good. that's a great point, Jeanine. And I feel like everybody forgets this. They science is the best information is the best information you can have based on what you have available to you. As that information changes, the output is going to change, and people are not accepting of that whatsoever. Yes, but science happens because it's questioned. That's how you figure out. That's how science has evolved is because it's questioned. That's how you figure out science is you question something and you make a hypothesis and you go on from there. So if people are questioning, doctors should be out there answering those questions with backup facts and data from all of these testing that they've done with all that, with every vaccine, not even COVID, with everything to prove it. That is how science works. Uh, Bird likes your point, Cuddles, so does Raven. And I think you're right on the surface, but again, there are a lot of doctors, sorry to cut you off here. There's a lot of doctors who are not researchers, which means they have their guidelines. They stick in their they 
they stated it in their guidelines and they don't go, they don't go out. And basically has anything ever going to change in certain aspects if they just don't go out and question things? So no, that's nothing's going to change. Yeah. I mean, like even in my instance, what happened, what happened to me when I lost my first baby, wait, what happened? If I, if I didn't, if I didn't question things, but there's, see, that's the thing though. Like even my, my doctor, who's also my friend told me a lot of doctors are basically, they don't, they don't look and go, Oh, maybe how about we try this? They'll go, okay, well, this is it. And they have to stick to it. So like I said, they're not researchers then they're just they're just doctors and they're making educated guesses, but they're not looking outside. If that makes sense. Yeah. That it, um, it make it does make sense. It, it does. But I, I also feel like to Cuddle's point, um, I don't know if the distrust that we have in society today can sustain an art like what cuddle said i agree with on the surface of you have to question science so that science can to your point evolve evolve and answer the questions outside of its own little vertical that it's that these doctors are sitting in but at the same time i don't know if the of society in mass can handle that debate because as we've seen they just pick a side and everybody stays on their own side, uh, you know, until the end of it. Nobody ever goes, oh, all right, that's a good point. I'll change my mind. <laughs> Wait, you, you know? can't see Frank ever doing that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen Frank evolve in an argument. Yeah, for sure. I think we all have. We've all, we've all done that. But I also think that, Janine, your experience, and I've told you this before, your experience with your daughter informs who you are and and it informed your decision on the on the vaccine because you just think differently having gone through what you went through i do i probably yeah i'd you say were, i probably do you were in a situation where the 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 thought in science was here and as you dug more into it you learned that there were others there were, there was more information on the outer skirts of what was consistently the knowledge right you know in that particular thing so yep you know, I completely understand that, but I don't like the problem is, is when you're when you're hurting a massive herd as society is. People start to distrust right away and then you could have really, really bad consequences. I don't trust you, but you're not a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the point with Kennedy, too. Right. Like, Ken, like I'm seeing a bunch of people in the in the comments be like, well, Kennedy's not a fucking doctor. They're right. They're not wrong. They're right. Yeah. He's a he's a fucking politician running for office. It, it, he's not. But I also think that like, I'm sorry, Carlos, about to cut you off. Good. But just to, just to wrap put a bow on that point, let's not act for a, like for a second like he's not an intelligent person who doesn't know that going on Joe Rogan and saying these things isn't going to get his name all exactly. over the place and help his stupid. fucking campaign. He ain't stupid. Exactly. Mm-mm. Go ahead, Cuddles. I'm sorry. But I also think that some of the things he he was saying, because I've seen tidbits of it, and some of the things that people 
have said that are not necessarily anti-vaxxers altogether, but against maybe the COVID vaccine, oh. have seen research, do have some truth behind it, but just don't know the depth of it. Like they saw research, there's research out there. You can read articles about it, medical articles from, you know, actual medical, like, you know, companies and whatever, not necessarily companies, but hospitals that do research, real research, and anyone can read them. So it's not like there's, he might not be a doctor, but maybe he has read this research. Mm. It, it, you know, you never, you don't know that that's why people question it. Yeah. But also like if, when you look at a doctor, like, all right, for, let's go back to code for instance, for instance, there's no way. And I said this before, there's no way you could put out a vaccine to 350 million people and not have some adverse reactions. It's impossible. And you may even have some people dying, but a doctor needs to look at that and go, well, it's true that although this may be bad for some, again, in mass, we're going to save more lives than not. And doctors have to, that's science. You have to make that call on what's better for the greater good of you know society and not. Same way, an individual gets to decide, I'm going to take this or I'm not. You know, so it's still a choice that's got to be made. And a doctor's got to be willing to do that. And I still believe in doctors that they're making the call for what's in the best interest of people. Yes, there's profit and there's money involved. The greater good. Yeah. But I still think that doctors, for the most part, are people who want to help people. So are scientists, too. I don't think you get into this industry to fucking. There's very few doctors that get into medicine to fucking make money. You know, there are some. They're called plastic surgeons. Money gets them new trim. Oh, I hate that term. Oh, I hate that term. But it's Tri true. You used it. What are you? Who are you yelling at? So <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> trim. That is a weird one. And all the, it? It's like. It's a, uh, yeah. I don't get it. How do you feel about strange? I always oh, found I strange to one. be I funny. Hate I hate that one. Oh, that could be funny though. Comics are good with strange. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with Rogan and this guy. It doesn't sound like he wants to go on. I don't know. But people, Cuban criticized Rogan for piling on top of him. This doctor now says he's getting death threats. This guy, Steve Kirsch, added money. Rogan offered him 100000 to his charity to come on the show. That got up to 600000 by the time other rich people got involved. So all kinds of crazy stuff with this. Uh, I, it doesn't sound like this hotel is going to come on, but we'll keep an eye on it. Um, the Beatles and AI. This is an interesting story. The Beatles are going to release a song this year at some point with an AI John Lennon on it. My father's mad about this. Is he? Well, here, yeah. th here's the details to it. And I have been messing with AI for the last year or so. Some great some mind-blowing, some not so much. Um, I will say the AI, as far as voice technology goes, is ridiculously good. Like, yeah. having done commercial production for radio and the amount of hours I've spent correcting audio and cleaning it up and fixing it and all that, 
to watch what AI can do with that in seconds versus you're what like, would take us hours. Right. You're like, fuck. Is insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we have here. So the Beatles, they were working on a demo. John Lennon at, I believe, at the Dakota or, or at his apartment, wherever he was. I believe it was the. Oh, Dakota. I want to go there one day. It's, it's such a beautiful building. You know, I had, um, I was really close with G.E. Smith for a number of years, the guy who was the band leader for the SNL band. And he lived in the Dakota when you John lived me. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he lived there and he would tell me stories all the time of like running into him and talking with him. He didn't talk to him a lot. He talked to him like once or twice, but I would always ask him about the Dakota whenever I spoke with GE. I know, right? He's such a, he's a good guy. Um, I keep saying we should have him back on this, but he would definitely come on the podcast, but I, I'm just always too lazy to reach out to him. Anyway. Plus so, you don't want to get, um, whatchamacallit. Ah, forget it. I forgot the word. I was gonna say he you he's a vax guy, so he doesn't want to come on if you're gonna be on. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna reach out to people to do something, uh, and you and do you wanna get um put down once again? What do you mean put down once oh, again? I'm I mean I'm looking for I'm using listen, this is how tired I am. I'm definitely using the wrong word. Like, you know, when you try to get people to do something and there's like crickets and no one answers. Oh, you they reject like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I can't get my friends to hang out at all. Right, exactly. Yeah. We need new friends. Friends. I know. I know. I I, I made a big mistake because I want to go. There's this like food festival in, in Brooklyn, which nobody wants to go to Brooklyn. The food I would looks go to it. So good, doesn't it look good? I've wanted to go to this thing for years. Go ahead. Right? I feel like somebody we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This thing they do it every. We should really go. We never. Will. I would go. We'll never go. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll figure it out. Let's talk off the air. Anyway, right. um, so John Lennon was working on this stuff, and he was recording it on a tape recorder, meaning the piano or the guitar, whatever he was playing, and his vocals were all going in together. Usually you record vocals on one track, piano on another track, so you could separate them and fix them. So they could never fix the vocals. They tried to finish this song in the past. In 95, they released a couple of tracks from his um, from his demos when they put out their anthology stuff, but they couldn't figure out this one. And now through AI, they're able to go in, pull out his vocal from the piano or the guitar, whatever he's playing, and actually have a real clean, crisp John Lennon. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's what they're going to do. It's not like it's not like some of the things that you're seeing online where they're like getting, you know, Freddie Mercury to sing Nirvana in Freddie Mercury's voice, which is also amazing, but completely fabricated. It's not that. This is actually what John Lennon sang, but AI is able to go in there, unlike a human being is, because I've been through this process and I can't, I mean, it's like trying to pick out a different color mud from a pile of mud, you know, it's just impossible to get every little tiny, you know, nook and cranny out of there. That's only something that a computer can do. And in the amount of time, and that's what they're going to use for this, which they've already used, by the way, Peter Jackson used this in the documentary that he put out um, about their rooftop concert, that movie that they remember the cuddles, the big documentary we watched last Christmas. Oh, I love that. Peter, so Peter Jackson used some of this technology already on them, and now they're going to do it again. So we're actually going to get a new Beatles track, which I think is oh. 
an awesome and exciting time. You know, anytime like, we can get I understand new Beatles how they're gonna do it. I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> it's like I Aww. just don't get it. I just don't get it. Because he was a big Beatles freak. He he was. Your husband? Uh, your uh, father? Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to be John Lennon. No way. Well, got, I gotta show you. I gotta show you a picture from the '70s. You're gonna be like, "What? That's him? He had long hair." <laughs> really? Oh my god! You gotta yep. show us that picture. Yeah. You're like, really? Can't imagine Big Val in his uh, plaid invention shirt, I just know. fucking rocking the Beatles. Do? Yeah, he used to be in a band too. Really? Oh god! Oh yeah, he he loved uh, playing um, guitar and bass. I'm like, really? What is I like, wow. I, is, I was like, did you did you slam a lot of P-Val? And he's like, maybe a few back in my day. <laughs> you know, it's something that we talk about, but we don't talk about on this <laughs> level of the amount of people that started started bands and started playing music off of the Beatles. We talk about, but we don't talk about like how much that is the people that we know, like your dad. I know. My, my dad played guitar, played in bands. We rarely yep. ever talk about it. Like, I feel like our generation's parents were so influenced by the Beatles that everybody was playing music at a certain point. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have much time left because I'm going to pass out. Um, Okay. Well, you pick the next topic. I just want to end this and say, last last time this happened, we got Free as a Bird and Real Love, which were the two songs from the Beatles. Real Love... From that moment, from '96 till now, has become such a popular song. Like it was in that Adam Sandler movie, Funny People. It's been re-recorded and re-released a bunch. Like it's become a popular song. You don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay if you just search the Beatles' "Real Love" and listen to it. You'll be like, "Oh, I've heard that song." Okay. Um. So okay. this will be. I'm really excited to see what what this is that we get from the Beatles. So. All right, uh, Jay Sabs. It's uh, one, two, three, four topics left. I think you contributed three of them. So your choice. Where do you want to go next? Uh, hit with the phone. BB Rexa. Uh, okay. I can't believe this. I saw I mean, this. Clip. She was like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. No, she was fine. She said, but I mean, <laughs> Why do people have to be such assholes? So for I know. Why you, did they do it? For those of you who don't know, BB Rexa was performing over the weekend and somebody literally pelted her in the face with a cell phone. Why? Which I don't know what it was. Was it an iPhone 14? Because these things are like bricks at this point. I mean, I know. really knock somebody <laughs> unconscious if you throw mm-hmm. it at them. And it hit her square in the fucking, like, I think in the, t- she went down. Yeah, I know. She went down. Hurt. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of BB Rex, and I'll tell you why. I like any pop star who doesn't weigh 45 pounds. She's got a little meat on her, and she's Mm -hmm. gorgeous, and she's very talented. We need to keep these people around, not to slight the Taylor Swift people, but enough with the pencil bodies. I can't take it anymore. I know. know? Seriously. No, she's good. I like like her a lot, but I couldn't believe. I just, people are just dicks, you know? The same thing's going to happen. What was this guy trying to accomplish? The same thing's going to happen to Taylor Swift, only by a gust of wind. That's how thin she is. They're going to blow her right off stage. Yeah, a piece and of paper. He, right. And uh, he, he of course, was from New Jersey. So, uh, so they found the guy who it. threw the phone? Yeah, they did. They arrested him. And he was from, did Cuddles had a good question. Did they say why he did it? No, but his name is, is Nicholas. 
No, there's no. Uh, there's no, no reason. There's no. Should they even ask a reason then? No. New Jersey Nicholas is never going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. That guy's a problem. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Where was this? Was this in New York? Oh, I don't know. It had to have been right. If well, not really had to, but I'm sure it was. It was a very small venue, but still, like, come on. Come Why? On, like, what did he think? Like, don't I need my phone? If I right. leave my phone upstairs in my house, I'm like lost. This guy's right. throwing it fucking feet away from him. Like, what? What makes people do these things? What did he think? She, oh, she's gonna pick up the phone and be like, oh, right. and I like, oh, I'll give it back to you. Dumbass. I bet you he was just drunk. That's it. He was probably trying to like beat the beat, and the, it flung out of his hands. <gasps> right. Right. Like, and it's just like he put his hand up and it just flung out of his hand. Oops. I don't know where, I don't know what it was in New York City. I don't know what venue, but he is from Nicholas Mulvana. Oh, God. Thanks. Right. He's, he, uh, you could tell he had a, a fresh uh, bowl of lasagna and went over to see the show all stuffed, <laughs> all fucking high on tomato sauce. He's from Kearney, New Jersey, which is the worst, trashiest part of New Jersey. Oh, God. Kearney, New Jersey is like the Staten Island of New York. Oh, okay. Really? Oh, okay. Which is terrible. See how, look, the, the, you two got it so quickly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. BB Rex oh. is from Staten Island, though. Oh, really? What? Yeah. You're lying. No. Hmm, okay. He's not yeah. from Staten Island. Yeah, pretty sure she's from Staten Island. Oh, no. Fact check this. No, hold on. All right, fact check me. Uh, she's got a huge ass on her, though. Am I wrong? She's I mean, got a dumper. She's hot. When she went down, she fucking she went down this way and just her huge ass stuck up in the air. Oh shit, he's right. Born in Brooklyn, but raised in Staten Island. Told you. It's Staten Island's time between Snooky and BB Rexa. Like they're fucking, they're coming ashore. Wait, hold on. There was like a really weird sound in my house just now. Like, bam. I guess I left something on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope BB Rex is going to be okay. Where are we going next, ladies? Well, I'm going to sleep, but. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I have to say goodbye, or do I just leave? No, you just leave. Uh, do you want to take a guess who Carrie Bradshaw was almost played by? Who? Instead of Sarah Jessica Parker? Who? There were two other people that auditioned for her role. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you're ever going to guess this. I'll offer it to the live chat as well. Can you guess who auditioned? Can you give me a, a little fucking clue? They were women. Oh, come on. You oh. know. <laughs> They're still currently women, as far as we know. They're still currently. You, I swear to God, our internet in this house. Oh, Pete Davidson was also from Staten Island. Good point. Staten Island is taking over the world. Dylan Mulvaney, good guess. <laughs> Oceani. <laughs> oh, Bird was a good guess. Jennifer Aniston. That's actually a good guess. So there were two people other than her? Mm-hmm. Other than Sarah Jessica Parker, who auditioned for the role. I wonder mm-hmm. if Jennifer Aniston, who was on a successful show at the time, would want to be on. Like, Sex in the City is iconic. Yes. Right? Like, it is one of those staple HBO shows when they talk about 
great shows of all time. Like you were not a female growing up in the nineties and two thousands that wasn't influenced by sex in the city. I don't know. Wow. I don't know who else. But isn't that true? Like cuddles, you like it. I feel like I love it. Like everybody loved sex in the city. It spoke to, it gave a voice to, yeah, to women who were professionals and, you know, I don't know. You just I just really watched ha- it for the clothes. <laughs> Fashion and style and sex life and, you know, overcoming challenges, all that kind of shit. Like, you didn't have shows a lot like that, you know? Nope. Uh, nope. Laura got one. Kristen Davis. No. Mm-hmm. And they gave, oh my God, they gave her Charlotte. But I do believe she she fits like a Charlotte. And that should give you a hint on who the other person was. <gasps> What's it, Samantha? Nope. Kim Cattrall? Not Kim Cattrall. The redhead? Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon oh, and Kristen no. Davis. Both red for no. Carrie Bradshaw. No, I don't see it. Neither did the casting directors. It's interesting that you say no. that. Yep, <laughs> they no. both felt the same way. Yeah. Kristen Davis said in an interview, she's like, it's kind of crazy looking back at it now. Like she read it and she was like, This isn't me. I can't do this. And then they gave her her role. Charlotte. They gave her Charlotte. Yeah. Which, by the way, that happens a lot of the times. Like when you go back to, I feel like the first time I really knew this existed, this kind of activity was The Godfather. Because, and and we actually have footage of it. Like it was the most accessible out of everything. Because before the internet, you really never saw audition tapes. You know, and now audition tapes are kind of like everywhere. And with the Godfather, though, there were like there was bonus footage pre-internet. I mean, the internet was around, but not the way it is now. Where you can watch James Caan read for Michael Corleone, like every male in the Godfather read for Al Pacino's part. You know, and they had it on tape, and they were like releasing that stuff, and so it's kind of weird. Like it's <clears throat> it's weird and jarring now that these people are just so solidified in our minds. When you're casting these things, these shows, and you're just seeing all these people, you have to try all these combinations. You got to have wrong ones before you get to the right ones. Yeah. You know? And now it's crazy to think about Cynthia Nixon or Kristen Davis as Carrie Bradshaw because Sarah Jessica Parker just made it so her. But that's yeah. what they were that's what they were looking at at the time when they were casting people. Well, I'm happy that they put who they put in. You're happy it worked out the way it did? Yep. Uh, Kourtney Kardashian is very preggers. J-Sabs actually made me put this up because she's a huge Blink-182 fan. Um, I like Blink-182. They were... I know you do, but she's like a big Blink-182 fan. Like, she's like... I think they're like one of her like... I think it's like... Um, not Ashley Simpson, Britney Spears, and then Blink 182. Wow, because Britney's like number one for her. That's yeah, I think I, I don't think Jay, I think Jay Sabs went to the B section of the record store and never left. Yep, 
Um, but uh, Kourtney Kardashian held up a sign that said, Travis, I'm having your baby. Uh, which was like a throwback. No, it said, Travis, I'm pregnant. Oh, Travis, I'm pregnant. Which was a throwback to like an old Blink-182 video where some girl in the audience holds up a sign saying the same thing. So that's how they chose to announce that. How old is Courtney? She's older than us. She's got three kids or two kids or three kids? She has three with Scott Disick. Jesus Christ. Why? I like, why would you want to do that? Uh, well, they I, have nannies take care of their kids, so it's like not, you know. Do you think that's part of it? Do you think that's why it's so much easier for them because, like, oh, the nannies? Yeah, like, they have a ton of money. Would we have more point. kids if we had more money? No, no, I don't want the kids we have now. It has nothing to do with our financial that's, status. That's true. That's true. Um, that, that is one hundred percent true. <laughs> um, I guess you're kind of right. It's like it's like I said about Al Pacino. He's like, who gives a shit? I'm gonna be fucking dead soon anyway. I guess if you have the money, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, mid-40s and she's got three kids. Even still, though, do you believe I, what little knowledge I have of the Kardashians, because I really don't give a shit. I feel like these two were meant to be. I feel like they were really, because weren't they together before? Scott, didn't they know each other from a long time ago? They've known each other a really long time because they all lived in the same area. I think he was like her neighbor. But like, you know, like we have a neighbor who's next door. Her neighbor is like a mile away because they have like all this land, whatever, in like California. But yeah, they've known each other for a very long time. Was it before Scott Disick or? or I don't no. think it was before Scott. Um, I think it's just they know each other and they have kids and I don't know. I really don't. I stopped watching them like years ago. I know they're on Hulu now. Paul says they're having kids for the press. I don't know. I, I, I would think that too because nobody cares. Nobody cares. I just feel like she's in love with this guy and maybe not so much with Scott. Like on the one yes. hand, I'm I'm happy because I feel like Maybe she wound up with who she's finally supposed to be with. On the other hand, I still wouldn't have had a kid with them. I don't know. That seems like no. A like you're in your mid forties. Your kids are getting older. Like, why start over? It's my worst Ugh. nightmare. It is my worst yeah. nightmare having a kid at this at this age. Like, like I. I I don't know. Maybe we'll feel different. Do you ever feel that way, Cuddles? Like when you were 20 and you yeah. looked at the way 35-year-old and 40-year-olds behave and you were like, that's really fucking stupid. But now that you've lived through those ages, you're kind of like, mm, I get now it now. I get it. Yeah. You, yep. you just, there's so much you know now that you didn't yep. know when you were 20. There were things that like I can remember Lucifer saying to me, aka my mother. And now I catch myself like, now I know why she said those things. Mm. Now I, like, when your two spawn are tormenting me, now I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how that happens. So I wonder, so now, like, when I look at 50 and 60-year-olds and how they behave, I wonder, am I going to feel that way when I get that to that age? And the answer yeah. is probably yes. Yeah, now uh, I know why, like, my parents would get mad if someone parked in front of our house. 
which is like illogical. Like they, it, it's a it's a public street. Like anyone could park there. Yeah. But since it, and now I know when I'm like, who the fuck is parking in front of our house? What are they doing? Just I'm yesterday, like, what, what? you were screaming about somebody parked in front of, on across the street from our house. Because because it's hard for me to pull out of the driveway, and he parks there. His house is five houses down. Park there, schmuck. <laughs> That's why he's inconveniencing uh, me. Oh God, that is such an old New Yorker. Uh, by the way, I like Ossiani here. Round of kids for the table. Let's just get some kids. Let's get some kids for the table here. Yeah. Um, Does anyone want was- our kids? I keep offering. Nobody's taking them. taking us up on it. No one. No one wants those shitty ass kids. <laughs> yeah. Um. I used to think that the parking thing was just like a neighborhood thing, but I don't know. I wonder if people, if you experience this too, I where think, you I don't think like, everyone does. Yeah, you don't like to have people park in front of you. Like you're always like, and it was a territorial thing. Like, so if somebody came over to visit my parents, and our guests parked in front of our neighbor's house. Like my parents would be like, don't park there. That's their spot. You know, and it almost yeah. kind of becomes, well, where the fuck are people supposed to park then? You got to find those little weird areas where there's not exactly in front of somebody's house. It's kind of in between two houses. Like, yeah. I, it, but you saying it's me. Uh, remember when you were parked across the street from our, uh, in front of like by our house and our old ass neighbor actually, you because she could it was harder for her to pull out of the driveway she's like 90 years old she shouldn't be fucking driving anymore remember we're here remember she told you yes don't you remember she asked you to move your car remember you were parking there for a couple of days in front of our house remember across from us Mm, vaguely i don't know yes i remember yes and she asked you not to park there just because it's harder for her to pull out of her driveway i remember that now her neighbor is doing it, and I'm supposed to be okay with it. I have to get our kids to the bus in the morning. I fly out of the driveway because I'm late every morning. I don't have time for this. I just don't think that people around the country deal with this as much. Because I also think that people like around the country don't live on like tight blocks like we do. We're a little different now because of where we live, but like in our old neighborhood, like this is, I think, a New York City suburb problem. We moved to Long Island so that we could park because you couldn't find any parking in Queens. That's a big part of why we moved is because the parking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa, oh my God, I'm just the same way. Who's parked in front of my house? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then when you see like three, four cars, we're like, who's having a party? Who's having a party? Yeah. Who, who's <laughs> having get, Who's having company? Who, on a fuck, and then, then we say sh- crazy shit like, "You believe this?" On a fucking Saturday, uh, uh, people are having people over. What the fuck is going on here? It's like, well, of course, it's fucking Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Paige, I used to tease my dad who worked fourteen hours a day, even on Saturdays. I teased him for napping on Sundays. Now I want to nap every day. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. All right. I grew up and had two uncles. They would come over to the house, visit my grandparents. And they would instantly fall asleep on the couch. And I would be like jumping around and screaming. And my cousins would be bouncing around, throwing baseballs. It's fucking 14 Italians in a small basement screaming. There's sauce flying everywhere. These two would be sleeping on the couch. And I'd look at them and I'd go, what the fuck is wrong with them? And now, U.S. Cuddles. I, have, have we gone a Saturday or a Sunday without me passing out on the couch 
No, and you and you even pray for bad weather so that we can watch movies so that the kids will shut up and just eat popcorn so you could fall asleep. <laughs> That's my move. Fast. I go. You kids, pray. So. You love the winter and you love the rain because <laughs> you don't want it on a Saturday because Saturday is like family time. But Sundays you want bad weather so that Michael doesn't want to go outside to play baseball and doesn't want to play a sport and you could. Pop, make the popcorn, and you could put a movie on, and the kids are occupied, and you can sleep. Yeah, hundred percent. I go like Facts. this: Who wants movie time? I'll make fresh pop. I only make fresh popcorn so that I can nap. Yeah, so that everybody's eating. Yeah, everybody's just sitting there chomping away watching the movie, so I could quietly close my eyes and fall fucking. I haven't seen the middle of a movie in four years. You're you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I just see the beginning and I wake up before the end. That is it. I don't know. I haven't yep. seen the middle act of a film in, in years. It's been years. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> oh, shit. It is so true. Uh, Paul and more cars out west. They do have the parking problem. I just feel like there's more space in other rural areas whereas in like queens and everything you have like i don't know 20 houses per block on each you know on each side you have 40 houses on a block there's only limited space you know it's kind of crazy i don't i don't think they have the like out on long yeah. island we really don't have that issue there's not as many houses as there there are spaces you no know, like, and we have a lot of garages and like driveways and i remember like if my neighbor who had enough room to fit two cars in their driveway but they didn't so they had two cars on the street that was like the whole block had to have a meeting because they were so mad mm -hmm. yeah, like you, get you have talk. two cars on the street like our neighbor that's her boyfriend and he his car's on the street and then sometimes he has a work car and then she puts her car in the street so now they have two cars in the street. So they're blocking my driveway and then they're blocking other people that he can put his car in her one car in, in that their one car driveway, and it pisses me off till no end. Yeah, and then you have two different neighbors get together and go, "You believe this? You believe this one? See what he's doing?" Yeah, you look at you, you see this, you see this one, this Bhutan. She's not even those there. crazy, those crazy Italians, <laughs> crazy Italians, right, Alicia? Um, yeah, and our daughter's taking after us. Cause she does that too. She looks outside the window. She and th and then didn't she say something about who whose part whose car is that? Like we got in the car, she's like, whose car is that? Yeah, yeah. She knows. She knows yeah. everyone's car. She's already yeah. started. I know. I'm I'm training her. Uh, Vanessa, it's called responsibility. Makes you tired. <laughs> yeah. No shit. No I shit. I have never I felt know. as tired as I do now. You know, I spent kinda... one day with our kids, and I don't, I, I'm, I can't, I'm exhausted. I'd rather go to work than work than be with our kids. It's weird. It's crazy to say though, but it does. Like I could go any day, working and doing all this stuff all day long, and I'm fine. And then on a Saturday, I'm like, oh my god, I need to sleep. Like I need to close my eyes for a couple of minutes. You don't sleep. You you have like really bad sleep habits. I don't sleep at night. Yeah, I I, I blame the podcast because I'm so I get so up for this, and then it takes me another four hours to come down from this. 
Um, yeah, but and it, then our it, shitty kids are up early. Yeah, I know. It really is interesting, though. Like, I think about my uncles and how I looked at them, and I go, how the fuck did they sleep during all this? And now I'm doing the exact same thing. I even find yeah. that true at, like, friend gatherings. Like, the last time we went to our friend, we went to Memorial Day. There was, like, tons of kids around, 20 adults. I was kind of eyeing this lounge chair in the corner. <laughs> like, if I go over there and fall asleep, <laughs> you think anyone's going to get mad at me? And, Come on, you and, don't remember the holidays that seeing people like all like the dads and my father and everyone like fall asleep on the couch, just yeah. like right after that, like you and you and your father do that. I have videos of it at uncle yeah. at what I don't know. What do you call him? At oh. uncle. Uncle Glory Hall. Oh, that's it. Uncle at uncle Glory Hall's you and your father comatose. Yeah. Yeah, have to because you eat so much in those holidays, and it's a lot of carbs. It is a lot of carbs. Miss <laughs> um, Justice, are we keeping you up, Aunt? No, you know you're not. Uh, but it is like it, after the podcast, we have to do so much behind the scenes stuff. It's just it takes a long time, and and then like this is so much fun. It's like you know, it it is. I swear, it's like um, you understand why rock stars are alcoholics and drug addicts you know because when you to come off doing this it really it's honestly it takes a while like even more than this like when i used to like go do shows and like introduce people and all that stuff like being in front of crowds and everything and that energy you can't just go home and go to sleep you know you really i mean it wires you that kind of stuff that's what this does you know it really it keeps you wired it keeps you up um yeah. look at this uh vanessa don't stop the podcast it's 3 45 a.m in britain i never sleep so rely on you guys oh my god it's rough it sounds like my mother i feel bad for people who can't sleep i i don't get a lot of sleep but i can sleep like i don't like my mother sounds like vanessa here people who try to go to sleep and they can't I, my uncle's the uncle glory hole has that problem. He can't go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel for those people. Cause I have had those nights, but not, not a chronic thing at all. You've had that where you can't fall asleep. Yes. But my yes, wife is the worst. Hard to. My wife has the lights on. She's reading a Kindle. She's scrolling Instagram at the same time. And she's no, like, I don't, I'm know, not. I don't know why I can't sleep. That's not true. No, it's not because I fall asleep. I fell asleep last night. I did, and then I'm just up at like six because I know our, you know, I know our son is going to be right there in my face, mm. yelling at me for something. Yep, it's true. Uh, do we have? A, oh, the Taco Bell. What's happening Ta at Taco Bell? Taco Bell has you got to love Taco Bell. They're kind of they're great at everything except for making quality food, honestly. Um they have come up with a they're collaborating Taco Bell is collaborating with Crocs. And they are Crocs? Yeah. Taco the Bell shoes? I, Yep, yeah. Taco oh, Bell God. is collaborating with Crocs and they are making a Taco Bell um, they're calling them mellow slides. 
Taco Bell slides, baby. This is a thing. I give up. All right. <laughs> They're going to go on sale June 28th. And they'll be available for uh, $60. Okay. That's what I need. $60 a pair. Nationwide available at Crocs.com on June 28th. Wow. They're kind of sweet. I'm not going to lie to you. you know, give a, let me get the picture up on the screen for everybody so they could see. There you go. Oops, too big. Hold on. Bear with me, people. Don't push me around. I'm getting it for you. The Crocs Taco Bell. What? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. They kind of they look comfortable as shit, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, yeah, I really want a belt on my shoe. <laughs> That's what I need. A belt for sixty bucks on my feet. I don't think you are taking into consideration the amount of design effort that went into this. Like, as you can see, you see how it almost like it curves in where your foot goes. It's like forming a pool. That's so that when you're pissing out of your asshole and it's just dribbling down your leg, it'll yeah. all collect at the bottom of the car. Yeah. I saw a woman who said the Dokalax or the Miralax wasn't working. So she was eating Taco Bell because she had to go to the bathroom. She hasn't gone to the bathroom in days. Yeah, there you go. No, this will I'm good. this will catch and pool your Taco Bell diarrhea, uh, all in the diarrhea. crock there. So diarrhea. less of a mess. <laughs> kind of looks like Nike. It looks exactly like Nike. Yeah, that's pretty true. Uh, Paul, can we wear them in prison? I think so. I'd like to get the prison board <laughs> yeah. to approve these. Now, now, maybe if they put a picture of the Crunchwrap Supreme, I might have. Hmm. That would but be not delicious. the chocolate, not the bell. Live Moss cuddles. That's what I like to say. Live Moss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. That's it. Uh, I've run out of show. Good. That's fine. I have to shower and wash my hair. Let's go. We've got no more show. That's all we've got. Uh, okay. Appreciate everybody. Comments are hilarious yes. as always. Um, I'd also like to take a moment to recognize the uh, not live people because. After we put the show out, we get nothing but comments, and people are like, "You never talk about us, not live commenters." So now yeah, I'm talking you guys about rock. Love them. Love the after live commenting people. Always love the comments, the likes, the shares. Uh, the members cherish them always, of course, um, and of course the people who purchase uh, Aaron's new book. Boom, oval. On Amazon, available right now. You can get it on Kindle or you can get it on the hardcover like I got right here for you. This is the sponsor of our episodes in the month of June. If you buy a copy and you send us the receipt to mdchmedia at gmail.com, that's mdchmedia at gmail.com, we will send you a personal handwritten note of thanks from the the podcast crew here and Aaron herself, of course. Um, plus you get an AOA sticker as well. So that's a nice little thing to go out and grab the book Oval by Aaron Campanella, a novel available on Amazon right now. Link in the description of this episode. Cuddles, brilliant as always. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I had a great time. 
I love it when it's just you and Janine and I and just us ladies can sit down and chat. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I know. Those are know. those are good times without Frank and yep. his masculine opinions getting in the way. Leave Frank alone. <laughs> Uh, Frank will be back with us on Wednesday. Hope you will be too. Until then, enjoy. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. <laughs>